your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 487 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are just around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today, obviously, it's Tuesday. The Rangers clash with the Chicago Blackhawks tonight in Chicago. But I wanted to kind of take this opportunity to get to a topic that I've been meaning to get to, and that is the third line and this kind of odd situation going on right now where it seems like they look dangerous in every single game, and yet... Getting on the score sheet is kind of a rarity for this trio, and I am, of course, talking about the trio of Alexi Lafreniere, Philip Hedl, and Julian Gauthier. I feel like, like I said, they've been closed. They seem like they're destined for a breakout, and for one reason or another, it's just not happening right now. Uh, The first thing I want to do is check the stats and and just kind of see where everything stands before we kind of dive into some details and try to come up with a a resolution here, some kind of an idea of a way that this team can, this trio, excuse me, can break out. Is it just an inevitability that eventually they're going to get there, or will this line continue to uh, struggle to finish their scoring opportunities? But like I said, let's go ahead, dive into the stats real quick here. You've got Alexi Lafreniere, who so far this season has played 23 games. He has scored five goals, dished out one assist. He is a minus three overall while averaging 13 minutes and 22 seconds of ice time. At center, you've obviously got Philip Hedl. He's played 20 games, has just two goals and two assists, is a minus one, and has averaged 13 minutes and 12 seconds of ice time. And finally, you've got Julian Gauthier. He's worked his way into the lineup after being a healthy scratch for a good chunk of the early portions of the season, but he's played in 14 games, just one goal and three assists. He is an even plus minus, and he is averaging even 11 minutes of ice time per night. And something that kind of hit me in this last game that the Rangers were playing against the Chicago Blackhawks, watching this line in action and watching them, you know, buzzing in the offensive zone during different chunks of this game, creating some good scoring opportunities. One issue that this line seems to have, and it's true of all three of these players, whether they're on the same line or spread out throughout the lineup, the biggest challenge for Lafreniere, Hedl, and Julian Gauthier is simply finishing. And that, again, is the case whether they're together or not. And they do create some scoring chances. They seem to possess the puck in the offensive zone a good amount, but they just don't seem to have that scoring touch. They don't seem to have that ability to finish. And I would say that of all the forwards on the New York Rangers, these are the three of all of them that struggle to finish their scoring opportunities more than anybody, at least relative to how many scoring opportunities that they create. Like, we're not going to count Ryan Reeves here because, you know, frankly, Ryan Reeves isn't out there to score. He doesn't score very often. He doesn't get that many scoring opportunities. And so finishing scoring opportunities is not something that I would say is a problem for somebody like Ryan Reeves. I would say the same thing probably even for, you know, 
Dryden Hunt, although, of course, his points are going to see a little bit of an uptick moving up to that second line with Panarin and Strom. But yeah, with these guys, I don't know what it is. For one reason or another, it seems like every single game, they're buzzing in the offensive zone. They look like one of the best lines on the ice for either team, and yet the goals, the points, they're just not there right now. Uh, with Alexi Lafreniere, you know, just kind of some casual observations that I could throw out there. I feel like with him, I've noticed over these last few games, he has made some really, really excellent passes. He makes some cross-ice passes. You know, he'll be in uh, behind the net, along the corner, whatever it might be, and he'll send a picture-perfect pass back to the blue line to the defenseman there and, you know, maybe set them up for a shot or something like that. Uh, his passing has really stood out as a positive recently. I feel like with his, with his passes, they kind of come out of nowhere. He does it very quickly. The puck almost, like, transports to where he wants it to go. So, I mean, his passing has really looked great. Unfortunately, like I was saying, it just doesn't really seem to lead to anything in most instances. And then, of course, Lafreniere himself is not scoring goals recently. And on top of that, you know, again, he's got only five goals on the season, which actually isn't that bad of a total, you know, 23 games into the season, but just the one assist. And the biggest thing for me, and we talk about this with the power play every now and then too, with Lafreniere, it's been a while since he's taken a shot that I felt really looked like it was ticketed for the back of the net. I mean, he scored on November 26th against Boston, but he hasn't really done a whole lot other than that in the games surrounding that, the games before that, or the games since then. And we'll continue talking about all this, continue to break down what we're getting from the third line in just a second here. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. What is a holiday memory that you have with Omaha Steaks? The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NHL, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you will get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Omahasteaks.com, keyword NHL. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. And just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. 
We'll move right along to Philip Heedle in just a second here, kind of talk about what he's been doing these last few games. But I did want to kind of illustrate my point with a few more stats, just as far as, you know, these guys have been struggling to get on the score sheet recently. And I think most people listening to this are probably aware of this. But when you look at the stats, you know, the game logs over the last handful of games, it really is staggering to look at. Uh, You can start with Alexi Lafreniere. In his last eight games, just one goal and no assists. Philip Heedle in his last nine games, zero goals, one assist. And Julian Gauthier in his last seven games, no goals and two assists. And those two assists, for whatever it's worth, happened in the same game. So the other six, he was obviously held off the score sheet. Uh, With Heedle, you know, again, this guy, he always shows flashes. He gets you excited. And it is easy to forget sometimes that he is still just 22 years old because this is his fifth season with the New York Rangers. I mean, the first season was only a handful of games, I believe nine, but still parts of five different seasons with this New York Ranger team and thus far is just not really taken off. I do think an Achilles heel for Philip Heedle, no pun intended there, but um, I, I think one thing that he struggles with, again, as we've been mentioning, and it's kind of a theme for this entire third line, is finishing his scoring opportunities. And I haven't noticed it quite as much this season as I have in seasons past, but last season, I don't think there was a player on the Rangers, and there couldn't have been too many players in the NHL that missed an open net more often than Philip Heedle did. And I'm not saying this to kill the guy, it's just I think there's times where You know, he almost has too much net to shoot at, and for one reason or another, he just can't put the puck into the twine. Uh, You hope that with age, you know, he just gets more poise in those situations and, you know, doesn't kind of jump out of his skates in a a situation like that and is able to to bury his scoring opportunities. But, you know, again, something else that I want to mention here, you know, Heedle and Lafreniere, not Gauthier, but Heedle and Lafreniere, they both also get time on the Rangers' second power play unit. And I realize, again, the Rangers' second power play unit is not out there for nearly as often as the top unit unit, nor should they be, but they do get chances. You know, they get out there on the man advantage every now and then, and still, we're in a situation here where, you know, Lafreniere, Hedl, and Gauthier, again, Gauthier doesn't go on the power play very often at all, but the points just aren't there, and it's just frustrating because you see these guys working hard every single night, more on that in a second as well, but it's not for a lack of effort or anything like that. There just seems to be a lack of finish uh, for these players on this third line for the New York Rangers. And speaking of lack of finish, I don't think there's too many players that I can really think of uh, that have played on the Rangers in recent seasons that have struggled with that as much as Julian Gauthier has. Because you look at his AHL numbers, and we've talked about this in the past, uh, the dude scores. He scores goals. He's a sniper, puts the puck in the net. And yet, you look at his career numbers, he's now played 61 career NHL games, 56 of them with the New York Rangers just three goals in that time, and just 12 assists. Somebody with the shot that Julian Gauthier has, with the size-strength combination that he has, with the athleticism that he has, with the speed that he has, he shouldn't be struggling to score goals uh, to such a ridiculous level where he scores basically once every 20 games that he plays in. And that goes doubly true when he now is no longer relegated to the fourth line. As we've talked about in the past, nothing about Julian Gauthier's game says that he should be a fourth liner, but he's getting a chance to, to skate with two very talented young players in Alexi Lafreniere and Philip Hedl. And I realize, you know, Gauthier was in and out out of the lineup at the start of the season, and he's only played 14 games. It's still just the one goal this season. Hard to figure out. And again, it's not for a lack of effort. There's there's a play that Gauthier seems to make a lot where he's going in up up the boards, and then he'll kind of veer toward the net at a 45-degree angle. And I always get excited about this. And now, recently, when this happens, I haven't really been getting as excited because it just feels like he never scores on it, and the Rangers never score on it. And the chance is there, but just, again, a lack of finish. And 
so what you've got here, basically, you've got three very young players who all, I would say all three of them, if not come anywhere close to hitting their upside, their maximum upside, their ultimate potential, whatever that might be. All three of these guys, of course, former first-round draft picks, Lafreniere and Hedl by the Rangers, Gautier by the Canes, but nonetheless, all former first-rounders. And you've got a line, a trio here, that has all the talent, has all the upside, has all the athleticism, has speed, has all the tools to do it. Right now, the one big thing that they're missing is the finishing touch. And you know, you hear that and you see some comments from Gerard Gallant recently where he was talking about how him and his assistants, you know, they're always talking about line combinations and what we might look to do out there. And, uh, you know, in recent games, obviously, they seem to have settled on the lines as they currently stand. And when you've won 10 out of 11 games, you probably should do that. But you look at, you know, this this trio again, Lafreniere, Hedo, Gautier, the three guys that just can't seem to finish their scoring opportunities. And it kind of makes you think, like, it gets the gears turning. Like, okay, well, what would get these guys going a little bit? And I think what could help is putting a sniper on this line with two of them. And I don't know exactly uh, what you do there. I mean, maybe you could put somebody like Kreider. I mean, the way he's been scoring goals, you could flip-flop Kreider and Lafreniere, move Lafreniere up to the top line, move Kreider down to the third line. And now you've got somebody who, again, can kind of finish the scoring opportunities, maybe gets Hedl and Gautier going a little bit. Although, even as I'm suggesting this, I'm not really suggesting this. I don't want Gallant to touch these lines because the Rangers are absolutely firing on all cylinders right now. I don't want to mess with mess with Chris Kreider. We know how streaky he can be, and he hasn't been streaky at all this season. He's going out there and killing it every single night. So I would not look to reinvent the wheel here and, uh, you know, juggle the lines and everything like that. I'm just saying in theory, I think a sniper or somebody with that finishing touch could really help this line a little bit because right now that's basically all they're missing. The good news, if you're a fan of this team, which I can only assume most of you are, and the good news if you're the Ranger coaching staff is that you, based on your record and where you are in the standings and the fact that you've won 10 out of 11, you have afforded yourself the opportunity to let these three guys still go out there together night after night after night and try to figure it out, try to somehow discover that finishing touch and try to let them just work out the kinks. Because as I just mentioned, this team is absolutely on fire recently. It's not like they're losing and they have to find some kind of formula to jolt the team a little bit. They're winning. They're winning despite a lack of offensive production from the third line. So again, where you are on the standings and what you've done recently, it gives you that chance if you're this New York Ranger coaching staff to just keep running that line out there and uh, let them know, you know, we haven't lost faith in you guys. We think you're going to break through. Go out and make it happen. And sooner or later, I do think that the breakout is coming. That's the good news if you're a New York Ranger fan because I will say, I mean, I can't be the only one. It's been maddening watching this line grow together and, you know, find some chemistry, have some sustained offensive pressure, move the puck around pretty nicely, be kind of creative with the puck and get some chances. It's just they can't finish. That is the only lingering Achilles heel for this third line. So I'm looking forward to continuing to watch these guys together. Hopefully the breakout comes as soon as Tuesday night's clash with the Blackhawks. We will see how that goes. And obviously we'll be back here to talk about that in the next episode. And we're going to wrap things up with a quick preview of the game against the Blackhawks and also a trade involving the the Blackhawks, a hypothetical trade that I'm going to at least toss out there for you guys. It's something that I had not considered in the past, but, and, and I will admit it's a little bit out there as well. 
but I'm going to at least toss it out there for you guys, and you guys can let me know what you think. And again, if you guys have any ideas for trades, send them my way, and I will definitely read them on a future episode of Lockdown New York Rangers. So we'll get to all that good stuff in just a second. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, I figure we might as well go ahead and talk a little bit about the Rangers matchup against the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. The puck drops at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, so we're going to be staying up a little bit later than usual for that one. I will look to do a post-game episode and, uh, you know, hopefully have it up at midnight or a little bit after midnight and uh, have it ready to go for you guys. But yeah, the Rangers have already announced that Alex Georgiev will once again be between the pipes for the New York Rangers, and why not? I mean, he's done a great job since stepping in for Igor Shosturkin when you consider the fact that, you know, he had to come into a game ice cold against the San Jose Sharks and was tasked with the challenge of defending a one to nothing lead for the final 12 minutes of that game. He did exactly that, and then he steps in to start the next game. That was the plan all along anyway because it was a back-to-back, and Georgiev was always going to play that first game against the Chicago Blackhawks there, but he did great in that game as well, only allowed the two goals, and as I mentioned in our most recent episode, you could maybe make the argument that the officials basically took a shutout away from him, because the first goal looked like it was touched with a high stick, and the second one, I don't even know what in God's name they were looking at. I'm not even going to get into that one all over again, but I don't think there's any way that that should have been reversed from no goal to a goal. Uh, but either way, Georgiev was great, got the win 3-2, to two, and you might as well go ahead and ride the hot hand. I mean, we talked about doing that with Igor Shosturkin earlier this season, and considering that Igor Shosturkin is still out, that pretty much means that Georgiev is the guy right now. I mean, Adam Huska is there, but I see no reason to take Igor Shosturkin out of the lineup when he's played so well over this past game and change here. And a very winnable game against the Chicago Blackhawks, a team that has played a little bit better since starting the season in just abysmal fashion. But again, this is one of those games at this point, you certainly expect the New York Rangers to win. As far as lines and defense combinations, as I was mentioning a minute ago when discussing the third line, I don't think there's any way I'm touching this lineup if I'm Gerard Gallant. It's a team that's won 10 out of 11, so don't mess with success. Just continue to run them out there and let them do what they do. And, of course, Artemi Panarin, something else very interesting about this game, he started his career with the Chicago Blackhawks after going undrafted, which, saying that out loud, is still as ridiculous now as it's ever been. But Artemi Panarin, coming off of his three-point performance in the Rangers' last game against the Blackhawks, he's got a chance to get his 500th career NHL point. And the way things are going lately for the Breadman, I think he absolutely comes away with it. Uh, We'll see how it goes, but... That'll be an interesting little piece of trivia that he got his 500th point against the team that gave him a chance in the first place. So that'll be very interesting as well. Besides that, I mean, as far as the Blackhawks are concerned, I would expect we would probably see Marc-Andre Fleury between the pipes. He did not play against the Rangers in the last game, so I see no reason for them not to go back to him. He got off to a really rough start with the Blackhawks this season. I mean, let's be honest. The Blackhawks' entire franchise got off to a rough start this season, both on and away from the ice. 
Uh, but Flurry has turned it around recently. He's played a little bit better. He looks like the guy that has, uh, you know, obviously had a lot of success in this league. Could be a borderline Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. And it also leads me into what I think is kind of an idea that's quite a bit out there. But I'm going to throw it out there nevertheless. And you guys can offer any kind of feedback on this if you'd like. You guys know how to get in touch with me. And again, if you guys have any trade ideas, feel free to email it to me or DM it to me on Twitter and uh, just let me know what you're thinking. I think at some point in December, probably toward the end of the month, we will have an episode where I kind of read some of your ideas as far as trade targets that the Rangers could look to as the trade deadline gets a little bit closer this season. But my idea, and again, I admit it's a little bit out there. I don't think it's something that's imminent or something that is certainly going to happen, but stay with me on this one. What about Alex Georgiev straight up for Mark andre Fleury? And the reason I suggest this, there's a couple of reasons here. To begin with, Igor Shosturkin is dealing with an injury right now, and he has suffered, I think it's fair to say, more than his fair share of injuries since this season, or since his career, rather, has begun in the NHL. So you could be in a situation, if you're the Rangers, knock on wood over and over and over again that this does not happen. But if the Rangers, toward the end of the season, they have the, you know, the first or second or third best record in the Eastern Conference, and we're really excited. They're going into the playoffs with, you know, a whole bunch of momentum, and Igor Shosturkin is locked and loaded, and then he gets hurt in the first period of Game 1. Now you got to go to Alex Georgiev, and again, he's played very well over this past game and change, but he's somebody that's kind of been up and down throughout his career in the NHL, and the alternative to that, if you were to strike this trade, again, Georgiev for Fleury straight up, now you bring in a goalie who would 100% be the backup to Igor Shosturkin. I mean, I, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. If Igor Shosturkin is healthy and Marc-Andre Fleury is on the Rangers, Fleury does not step onto that ice for a single minute of any playoff game, provided that Igor Shosturkin is healthy. But I think if you have Marc-Andre Fleury on the roster and you know, you're kind of dealing with the situation, if you're the Rangers, where Igor Shosturkin has had some injuries over the past couple of seasons, I think maybe you feel a little bit better about it if you have a three-time Stanley Cup champion backing him up and somebody that is definitely playoff tested, somebody that is recently as, you know, what was it, like five years ago, takes the Vegas Golden Knights to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. He had the Knights in the conference finals or the semifinals, whatever you want to call it, last season. He won the Vezina last season. He had a sub two goals against average. And again, I realize he struggled. He is a little bit older this season. He's 37 years old, scuffled at the start of the year, but he's gotten better recently. And I just think that if he can be had for the right price, if it's Georgiev for Flurry straight up, I think maybe the Rangers could look to do that. And I don't think that regardless of what happens, whether this trade happens or whether Alex Georgiev is traded or not, I don't see him back with this New York Ranger team next season. It's just a gut feeling that I have. He is an impending restricted free agent, and I think sooner or later he's going to get dealt. But for a team like the Chicago Blackhawks, that probably is going to have to, if they're not already in rebuild mode, they're going to have to get there pretty soon. Uh, you know, why not take a chance on a young goalie like Alex Georgiev, somebody that wouldn't cost a whole lot, somebody that has at least some upside, and all you would have to do is give up Marc-Andre Fleury, who, let's face it, I mean, if things keep going the way they're going for the Blackhawks, he's going to be traded anyway. He's in the last year of his contract, and so there's no reason for uh, a Chicago Blackhawk team that is in second to last place in its division to hang on to Marc-Andre Fleury unless they have one heck of a turnaround here and kind of storm their way back into the playoff chase. Then it could make some sense to hang, out, to hang on to him. But if that does not happen, then I think it makes all the sense in the world to trade Marc-Andre Fleury if you're the Blackhawks. Will that trade manifest to the Rangers? Probably not. I mean, I, I got to be honest here. I think there's probably other teams in the NHL that 
you know, maybe going into the playoffs, they fancy themselves contenders, but they're a little bit worried about their goalie situation. And I think there's teams around the league that would offer the Blackhawks more for Marc-Andre Fleury than the Rangers probably would. So it's something that I don't think is really all that likely to happen. But in theory, it's something that possibly could benefit both teams. And if the Rangers were to roll into the playoffs with Marc-Andre Fleury as the backup for Igor Shesterkin rather than Alex Georgiev, and you consider the fact that I don't think Alex Georgiev is even going to be back on this team next season anyway. Yeah, I, I think that's something that would probably make me feel pretty good. Just a little bit of injury insurance for Igor Shesterkin, uh, you know, a three-time Stanley Cup champion, not too shabby. Just an idea, just floating it out there. And look, if no trade is struck and the Rangers have Alex Georgiev through the rest of the season and the Rangers make the playoffs and Georgie is the backup to Igor, that's fine too. I think Georgiev is at least capable of stepping in two games and, uh, you know, big games, big playoff games and performing well. But... I would have to see Marc-Andre Fleury, again, when you consider his track record as something of an upgrade in that situation. So again, just an idea, something that I think could make a little bit of sense for both sides. It's not like a blockbuster trade or anything like that, but uh, something that's food for thought and something that I wanted to mention here. I had not even considered you know, the possibility of the Rangers trading for a goalie because I just didn't think it was really all that much of a need for this team. But, you know, the fact that they're playing the, the Blackhawks, I just couldn't help but think of that. It kind of just popped into my head and wanted to share it with you guys here today. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Of course, like we said, the Rangers back in action in Chicago against the Blackhawks tonight. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about everything that happened between the Rangers and the Blackhawks. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.